would you do if you knew you had less than eight minutes to live? I don't know. I'd make those seconds count. I would call my dad. I would hear his voice and I would... I'd tell him I was sorry. Tell me everything's gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be okay. Hello and welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number 110. 110. And my name is Scott. My name's Jared. And I'm Craig. Hi, Craig. What's up? Hey. We got more fresh meat for the podcast grinder. <laughs> nice. This Indeed. is crazy, right? Weird. On today's episode, we're going to catch up on the films and TV shows we've been watching, uh, as well as the weekend film news. Probably not. Not much, right? Before our featured review, we're going to Skull Island, guys. Oh, I can't oh, wait. Yeah. This isn't King Kong. This is just straight Kong. Unless you're from Skull Island. Then he's King Kong. But he's not Kong King. Is King. He's not King yet. Like, is, it's just... Is Samuel L. Jackson? Ooh. We'll find out. Kong Skull Island from director uh, Jordan Voigt Roberts, whose only claim to fame before this was... The Kings of Summer. I don't know if you guys ever saw that movie. I don't think so. Yeah, actually, I was a big fan of that. It's okay? Yeah, it's I, okay. I recommend it. Coming of age, teen thing, running away for the summer or something? Yeah, it's it's odd. Uh, it's got Nick Offerman in it, mm-hmm. who's always great. They're building a treehouse of some kind in the oh, woods. Like yeah. I, 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 I can relate, I think. It sounds good. Yeah, I, I don't want to spoil it. it, but yeah, it's a you know, group of kids making a cabin, treehouse sort of thing in the woods during their summer, and... Yeah, it goes yeah. from there. Shit happens. happens. Okay. Shit happens in this movie, too. Yeah. Oh, does it ever. It involves a giant simian, however. Also giant octopi. Oh, my God. Octopus? Which I don't think... Eat, like, gorillas don't eat meat, but okay. Um, no, they, they eat, like, grubs and bugs. And They're things. opportunistic. I thought yeah. they, just, they just sit around eating eucalyptus, don't they? No, they don't eat uh, eucalyptus. You're thinking of a drop That's, bear. Yeah. Ba- uh, bamboo. They just sit around eating bamboo, right? Nope. Also not bamboo. They don't do that. You can subscribe to all of our episodes on iTunes, on Google Play, on uh, Stitcher as well, if anyone still uses that thing. Uh, when you're on iTunes, five-star reviews, pretty much the you know, industry standard, yeah, I like guess. What else are you going to do? Why wouldn't you, like, unless you really hate what we do? The internet loves hyperbole, so just five stars. Yeah, there are people out there who want to like watch the world burn and just hit that one star and why they rub their nipples when they do <laughs> they get special question who gives a two yeah there's 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 marks that just are throwaway right you might as well not like a two is really weird like what are we doing here <laughs> <laughs> five stars only folks but then you're writing in a recipe for what craig do you have any do you have any ideas i've sprung this upon you mm. yet again uh, what I could go for right now, I'm in some sort of dessert square. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. dessert square. Or like a yeah. Nanaimo bar. Yeah, or like a lemon bar. <clears throat> okay. Some kind of dessert, like in the shape of lemon like, quadrilateral. Lemon loaf is pretty three D, so pretty tight. Rectangular right? prism <laughs> of of deliciousness. This is our resident uh, educator of the group. Well, I guess you could put it into a different 3D shape, but it'd be very difficult. <laughs> I, I like lemon loaf recipes. Go to iTunes. Leave us that five-star review. 
you can also support us on Patreon, which we highly recommend you do. Yeah. There's uh, like multiple yeah. levels that it's people really can awesome. join, isn't there? Yeah. You How does can, that work? Well, there's hydrogen level. There's helium level. There's lithium level donations. Oh, cool. We will recognize you on a monthly basis in each of these segments if you donate a dollar, two dollars, three dollars a month. Uh, you know, to kind, help us out. Kind of cool. You can help us build that periodic table of uh, vertical viewers. Eventually, we'll have Einsteinium level. Sounds awesome. And we can like send you each of the actual elements in the mail. You, we'll send you one atom. Like you don't want us to send you uranium because like we'll get in trouble and you might get hurt. Uh, well, we'll just send a little. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. We get it. <laughs> like that dude in uh, I think Detroit or something. We'll dude? get it out of a like smoke detector. There was there was that guy who in like built a reactor. Yeah, in his in, backyard. In his, yeah, and he got all this crazy radiation poisoning out of smoke detectors. Don't do that. Yeah. Well. Don't you dare do that, oh, folks. I was working on one, actually. <laughs> Go to patreon.com slash commitment. Yeah. Patreon.com slash vertical viewing. It is our Patreon page. You can help us keep the lights on and offset the cost of seeing movies. Putting on the show. Slicing out. Like, you, you want that lemon loaf sliced perfectly to stick in your ear every week. You can help us cover those costs. It's real easy, right? Yeah. It could uh, be a rectangular-based pyramid. Jesus, get over this. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by Geometry. Ge geometry. <laughs> uh, you can also go to verticalviewing.com where there's a, another donation option. This is like an oval. It's a PayPal donation link. Dogecoin coming soon. Uh, yeah, don't hold your breath. No. It's always, it's just a work in progress all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, PayPal, you can click the donate button. Same idea. Help us keep those lights on. This is a different type of currency that helps us. Uh, yeah, it's super easy, man. Canadian, too. International, so, really? Well, no, it's we accept Canadian dollars, so you won't even notice. If you're from, like, a rich country with a stable economy. All you uh, rich... Saudi oil barons out there. Yeah, like donate to the show. You won't even notice. Yeah. It's like no big deal. Oh, man. That would be cool. That's brought sweet, to you. Sweet oil that, that would be really dirty, too. <laughs> you know, if we're brought to you by like Shell Oil. Oh, if you're going to sell out, sell out all the Damn. way. And uh, yeah, like some diamond companies from like the Ivory Coast oh, or something. Man, you can't do that. No one would listen to you. Conflict no, we're a podcast. fair trade podcast. You want to be brought to you... Slavery free. Yeah, MailChimp or something. <laughs> Hover. Uh, brought to you by Hover. You can send your thoughts and recommendations to our email address, which is verticalviewing at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at verticalviewing, at verticalviewingpodcast on Instagram. Red, are you, are you keeping up with me here? I am. I'm with you. It's all here good, right? It's yeah, all good. I'm right with you. If, if you're cool, if you like being cool you can join me on letterboxd you knew i was going here but i don't always want to be cool sometimes being cool is a lot of pressure to be under yeah, and i fine. just want to be uncool it's a really nice social network where people are cool then they're supportive when you're not cool too yeah and it, it, it just feels a lot better than imdb in terms of getting an accurate rating of how someone feels about a movie imdb is not really a community it's it's a relic of the old era 
It's weird. Shut it down. Whenever somebody it, it says... It literally is just a database. When somebody That's says... Use exactly Wiki- right. I use Wikipedia over IMDb myself. It's... Why would you not? Way better. But if you need information... When someone tells... <laughs> when, you know? When they encyclopedia. Tell, when someone tells me that the rating on IMDb is so-and-so for a movie, it's got an 8 There's out, a rating system? It's got an 8 out of 10 on IMDb. So what? Damn. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, how is it doing on Rotten Tomato? Where are those scores? Is there anywhere from? you can go to like conglomerate all those? Like a Metacritic of Metacritics? Hmm, I wonder if Letterboxd would do such a thing for you. Yeah, you can go there. Metacritic of Letterboxd. <laughs> uh, I am Scott Wilson, two L's. You can check me out. Let's get into the show, however. Let's do it. Red. Yeah. You have anything good? I mean, we can start with Craig, though. What, like, you're the... Yeah. Noobs always go first. Well, let's see. There's a lot of pressure there, though, right? I don't know. I got a list. Do you want me to to show you how it's done? Okay. (laughs) Just kidding. No, no, you can start off. I'll I'll find my list. Okay. He's pulling it up, folks. This is not because I'm... Red, I I saw it. I peeked at your list, man. You watched Source Code. I did. I, I did. I watched the 2011 Duncan Jones, Jake Gyllenhaal joint source code and this was a first time watch for you this was i've tried to watch it a few times but i always put it on way too late at night when i'm falling asleep and i never really got to any of the good parts it turns out so you just saw a really crappy looking train movie i saw like the first eight minutes probably twice russell peters i I, yeah russell peters i was like that's amazing that he's in this i didn't know that craig have you seen canada yeah seen source code right no uh it's on my netflix list Oh my gosh! You might have to earmuff it for the rest of this. Uh, I don't, don't care go about too spoilers. far. This is Duncan Jones' follow-up to Moon, right? Yeah, I'm not going to. Which I love. I'm not going to spoil anything. Don't worry, Mister Ewart, if you're listening. Um, but I will say, I wrote down beside this uh, a guess that I had in the first like two minutes of the movie. It starts with Jill and Hall waking up on this train, and he's like freaking out and you don't even know what's going on for a long time and i just wrote down in the first scene i bet it's the wallet guy but i'm more wondering where the hell he is and that was what my question from the beginning and anybody that knows how this movie goes will know that you were bang on well i wasn't bang on but i i was maybe bang on that this movie wasn't exactly what it seemed so is um, it is this movie Groundhog Day plus Speed? This I don't I don't know if this movie is like anything else. Um, what are we working with here? I don't know. I don't know how to talk about it without spoiling it. But <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal is repeatedly reliving the same eight minutes on a train, trying to stop an explosion that kills a bunch of people and marks the first in a series yeah, of yeah. Uh, terrorist attacks. Yeah, and, and saying anything more than that is kind of a spoiler. That's all I'm going to say. All right, well, I'm intrigued. Because the, the background of, like, why he's in this situation... Yeah, I, you can't... Let's... Is, all I'm going to... I don't actually... I personally don't think it is. it works. Really? Not really, where you have... Yeah, it, it, where it ends is completely bizarre and wacky do, and insane... Is this a stay tuned? I think we should talk about this in depth at some point because I, I would love to really get into it. Uh, and I, I think anybody that likes... Um, There's a bomb on a train that Jake Gyllenhaal may be involved with and it's he's reliving the same eight minutes before the explosion. 
I mean, yeah. that, that's in the, the summary of the movie, right? So. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my notes on it here, I just immediately, I wrote immediately a favorite. Uh, I love how the mystery is handled. I wrote that it's shot really well, it's really tense, and it's really gripping. And I just, this movie's great, I think, You're if you big, haven't seen it. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think everybody should watch Source Code. Source Code worked on yeah. Red, eh? Yeah, it was really good. Hmm. Um, and I actually watched another couple of movies. Uh, the the one following that one was um, In Order of Disappearance. What? Yeah, this is a, uh, I believe, I want to say Norwegian. It was Stellan Skarsgård. What's he? He's from uh, Sweden. No- Sweden? Swedish? Swedish, right? Um, I'm, I feel ashamed that I don't know this, but it's a subtitled film. Um, I watched it because, um, in the reviews, somebody said they gave it five stars and they said, uh, this is, uh, this is the Norwegian Fargo only better. And I was like, oh, well, I love Fargo. So let's check this out. Um, that's a bit clickbaity. Well, I don't want to say it's better than Fargo, oh, get out but of if you town. like Fargo, this is fantastic. It is a black comedy, though. I will say there are some, it's, there is humor in some of the most tragic moments and it's, you, you find yourself laughing and like a, a family loses a son in this film. The movie is about Stellan Skarsgård, who is a, a snowplow driver who loses a son at the beginning of the film. Okay. And, and basically... Yeah, I heard about this one. ...starts... He just decides to take revenge. And... Uh, and so they're remaking this with Liam Neeson when? Yeah. I hope never. <laughs> this is a very high death toll, but it has really, really touchingly sad moments that are also hysterical. Like, I, there's near the uh, beginning um, when... Uh, Skarsgård first lost his son and they have to go to the morgue and identify the body. It shows the the fa- mother and father and the doctor and they open up the fridge and it's the bottom fridge and they wheel it out and they have to raise it with a foot pump. So it's like a, a waist-high shot and you just hear... That's dark. It, and... It, they're like they're crying, and then the, the body's just slowly, <laughs> inch by inch, coming into frame. Oh my goodness! And uh, if the idea of a joke like that appeals to you, yes, well, it does. There's I, lots of gunfire. This movie gets really violent, surprisingly, for a movie that starts uh, with you know a local snowplow driver being given an award for his excellent snowplowing. snowplowing. <laughs> <laughs> this movie sounds insane. It's great. Uh, it's directed. It's a 2014. It's directed by Hans Peter Molland. Uh, I mean, I, it had me the whole time. Oh man, uh, you I, got me on this one. It's very atmospheric. Lots of shots in half light of uh, snowy mountains, um, roads being closed and gates being opened, and a I, lot of really. Uh, I str- I seriously think that they're remaking this with Liam Neeson. <laughs> Maybe not. It, I would not be surprised. Coming yeah, you, 2017. You could be joking, but it, you know, I, I think the American version of this, the music would be very different. In this one, it was very, you know, um, melancholy and 
the whole time the the violence is sort of uh regrettable is it like headhunters no um no it's 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 its own movie it's pretty unique um the comparison to fargo i thought was pretty 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 apt anything with like a lot of violence and snow people are just gonna call (laughs) but it's quiet the pacing is similar you know there's lots of of low uh moments and and funny dialogue and um good character development um it was really enjoyable i was really happy that i i put it on in order of disappearance yes and is that on netflix that is on netflix yes nice well done um then this guy's killing it yeah yeah i got on a good one i read two uh i don't know comic books graphic novels let's say uh, Paper Girls number one from Image Comics. This is written by Brian K. Vaughn and uh, the art is done by Cliff Chang. This was awesome. Uh, it's about a bunch of uh, paper girls that like there's this neighborhood and I guess in this neighborhood the papers are delivered by girls, which is kind of cool. Okay, okay. Uh, and there's this you're following a, a new young paper girl and she meets up with the gang and the gang is led by Mac and she's like, oh, you're the first paper girl. Like, thanks. You know, and Mac's like smoking a cigarette. She's like, whatever. She like scares away some bullies because Mac's really cool. So this is an NES game. Um, <laughs> right? Nope. <laughs> and turns out we get right away into some crazy shit. There's some time travel happening. There is people in armor with like laser posts what? on pterodactyls. Oh my god! Um, there's futuristic Apple products. All right, you, you, like I'm actual out. actual branded. Like uh, I'm out. Like, huge. Like you you what? you see maybe these scavengers have like a bag full of different types of shit that they're grabbing in in their weird travels, and like one of them looks like a weird little apple thing. It's awesome. I really enjoyed this, and I can't wait uh, for Paper Girls uh, 2. I'm not going to read the individual uh, editions. That's crazy. That sounds like a cool idea. Yeah, it's neat. I'm intrigued. Yeah, there's some, like, cool translator devices and weird, like, spaceships with, like, things that look like um, body parts and stuff. Cool. It sounds like it's timely. You got, like, strong female characters delivering the news. Mm. It's it's cool. I um I recommend Paper Girls. Uh after that I read Chrononauts. Oh what? Yeah, Chrononauts is also from Image Comics. Comes from Mark Miller. You may have heard of him. He did Kick Ass. Mark Millar. Yeah, with an A. Cause weird. Mm-hmm. And Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy, I really liked he did Punk Rock Jesus. Uh he did the art, uh, and also wrote Punk Rock Jesus, but he did the art in Chrononauts. This one was a bit quicker. It was also about time travel. I don't think I enjoyed it as much as Paper Girls. Um, it was more of a shallower story, just about if you had a chrono suit and like escaped like a, from the government that was controlling you and you could just do whatever you wanted. Like a time machine suit? Yeah. So one of them goes through and gets lost, quote unquote. And so the other one goes to get him eight minutes later. And when he finds him, he's like in the Middle Ages, but he's got like a modern army and he's got all kinds of cool stuff and the all the, the whole world in every like he, he's jumping through time all the time. So everyone everywhere knows him. He's like a pharaoh. He's a king. He's, he's a chrononaut. 
He's like the doctor. Oh, that's pretty ridiculous. Dude, that's cool. He's um, in all the history books. Yeah, so they have to like fix all the shit, right? Because mm-hmm. like, if you have the suit, you can just go back to before. And Fucking right. It's, it's but like, it's it's too easy. Like, there's no addressing all of the crazy paradoxes that they'd be fucking creating. So it's pretty. I like that idea. Though. Entry level are, are time they, travel stuff. Are they kind of like time machine garbage men? Like cleaning. Well, they're up. they're escape. Like they're also trying to escape from the forces that are being sent to retrieve them. Okay. Because like you can't fuck around with. This time sounds like cool that. too, man. So um, it's it's all right. It, it was good, not as good as Paper Girls. Um, all right. And then finally, uh, a nice family friendly film. I watched Zootopia. Oh yeah, the furries. And you know what? This movie is fucking fantastic. It's about oh, yeah. it's about furries, right? It's really no, good. Oh, open your mind. Get past the furries. Did you guys go to Vancouver this weekend? No. You did? No. Did you? I didn't know it was here. <laughs> I'm not a... F- uh, uh, what do you call it? It's a furry. furry. I'm not a furry. No, you don't take dumps and cat litter and stuff? And uh, Nope. Okay. Well, I, that's, I, I know is, some furries. They're very nice people. They certainly are, right? I'm nothing against furries. <laughs> I just am not one uh, and would not go to a Vancouver convention. But yes, yeah, Zootopia is a very nice movie that feels very... like it, it, It's a nice movie to watch right now. When you have racism, yeah, kind Donald, of at every Donald turn. Trump should watch Zootopia. Kind of, right? <laughs> I bet you he has not. Well, they it. watched Finding Dory, which is a very strange thing. Like when Trump took office, like they had a huge screening of Finding Dory at the White House, which weird. is baffling. It's weird to a lot of people. Craig, you probably got some goodies, right? Yeah, I got my list here. Um, nice. So. I've watched some things, but I've also been playing some things. Oh, yeah. So what have you been playing? I I think I'm currently sitting around 25 hours in Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm -hmm. I'm hunting some robot dinosaurs. Sick. I think I'm getting close to the end of the main story, which is really good. Oh, I want this game. They have such amazing world building. That's awesome. History. There's lore to it. And it is one of, if not the best looking game I've ever seen. That sounds sick. I want to play. Highly recommended. I've also been playing some For Honor. Mm-hmm. So hitting guys with swords. Yeah, Mike is obsessed with For Honor. It's really good. Yeah, we've played together on a few occasions. Really good if you're into the whole smashy, smashy, stabby, mm-hmm. stabby. You're playing on PS, slash. PlayStation 4? PlayStation 4, yeah. Because I saw some posts on the PC community for For Honor has like dropped off like at an eighty percent clip or something like that. Yeah, the, so. the, the servers and matchmaking and all that is pretty garbage. Yeah, I think Mike was complaining about that too. The game itself is really good, but when the it's servers an, are terrible. yeah, when it's an online game that gets like dropping matches constantly, yes. can't find matches, and yeah, so that would be infuriating. It's like when Red just plays some Rocket League and he's sliding and rubber banding all over the. Oh, if you, if you make me stutter through an important power slide like that, I'm just going to turn that shit right off. Yeah. Um, also, I've been playing Night in the Woods. Have you Ooh. seen anything of this? No. no, please tell us about Night in the Woods. It is, it's a little indie game. Um, I think it was partially developed here or fully. I don't know. But it's really, really beautiful style to it. Very two-dimensional graphic. Almost kind of looks like a flash game, but not in that terrible flash way. But flat, if you will. Yeah, it's it's got a really unique style. You have to look, check it out. But anyways, and it's on PC. Um, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm playing it on PlayStation Four. All right. 
and it's the story of Mae Borowski. She's a she's a cat. All right. Like all the people in this game, they're all like weird animal like people. Anthropomorphic animals? Furries. Sort of. Yeah. I don't know. Man, you guys really into this, eh? I don't know. I'm not going to point fingers, but... You keep uh, bringing it up, man. No, it's you guys. And it's weird, though. They have, like, pet animals in this world as well. They're animals. They have pet animals. It's strange. <laughs> oh, weird. But it's the story of Mae Borowski. She's coming home after dropping out of college, or mysterious circumstances surrounding that, coming home to her small hometown, sort of like Rust Belt, USA. Like, not a lot of jobs, people out of work. Okay. And uh, what kind of a, this is, what, like is, a, is her whole community all cats? No, they're all sorts of different animals, but okay. it, it's very story driven, very character driven. There's some supernatural stuff going on as well. Ooh. Nine give it a, lives? Give it a try. Just look it up online. If, are, are we talking like some Monkey Island LucasArts point and click kind of stuff? Uh, no, it, Island. it plays more like a platforming. Okay. You know, nice. Left, right, you can jump. The platforming is a very, very minor component. So he's going from like for honor, slicing fools, down to this little cat. Yeah, it's a really cute little kitty little cat. Quiet story, <laughs> little sort of sleepy hope town in the autumn. Yeah. There's leaves on the ground. Uh-huh. So this again for our listeners is called Night in the Woods. Night, Night in the Woods. I'm not finished it yet, but I am loving every minute of it. Dope. All right. And what'd you watch? Um, well, aside from the obvious that we're here today to discuss <laughs> a big one, I think. Yeah. Uh, also, I recently watched Logan. Nice. Really liked it. Probably the most accurate depiction of what I think Wolverine has been implied to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what everyone feels. We keep hearing that he's a slicer dicer. Uh, yeah. Like it's always been implied, but you've never seen it. This one had the claws coming out of the faces. Oh, yes. So much so much head stabbing. Yeah, it's sort of like he took the little cork uh, stop, rubber stoppers off the front of his claws. You know, he was sort of playing P- in PG-13 mode. He's sort of playing with like... Uh, like sort like a, of like a fencing match. Like he's been of, playing with. Like his mom kind of said, "Okay, Logan, if you're gonna like go out and play, then you need to put like these uh, skate guards on your blades, <laughs> like or or like those little tips you can put on your cat's claws." Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And then in this one, he's like, "Fuck it, I'm taking them off and slicing fools." Yeah, just Ugh. going nuts. I, I, yeah, I thought it was just really nice, nice end for that character. Mm-hmm. Nice. Also, I've been watching Jane the Virgin. You guys, oh yeah, have Michael, you guys seen it? Yeah. I I, mm-hmm. it, I have not watched it, but uh, it's on the list. I, I love it. It's so cute and charming. It's got like all that overdramatic telenovela stuff going on, but the characters are really well written and likable. It is. Yeah, like, Mike has gushed about that one, I believe, a few it times is, yeah, too. It's just funny and charming and nice and friendly and happy. Okay. Even though there's like, you know, soap opera style murders and Wait, what? twins. And no. That. Yeah. Great stuff. Okay. You you got me there. Drama. Uh, oh, yeah. Da, like it, is, it is a telenovela. It's great. Um, also, okay. um, started watching Into the Badlands, which just showed up on Netflix. Seen a little bit of this myself. Big fan. Big Same. fan. Post-apocalyptic kung fu. Yeah, I'm there. I'm Motorcycles gl- and swords. Yeah, I'm glad they got a reminder that this thing exists. I yeah. think season two is coming out soon. Yeah, I'm I'm only like an episode and a half into this so far, but really liking it. It's the so good really, action. Yeah, really great fight choreography. So it's like 12 Years a Slave plus like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. A little bit more serious than 12 Years a Slave. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I think I get it. 
Um, okay, and one final thing that I watched <laughs> last night: Nin- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two out of the shadows. Yes. Oh, terrible! Yeah, I can't. Just, just do I have to watch terrible. the first shitty uh, t- Ninja Turtles movie to watch the second one? That depends. How much do you hate yourself? Well, I love the Ninja Turtles. So he asked, "How much do you hate yourself?" Though, um, not much. <laughs> I don't. I'd, I don't proud. Say, I'd stay away from this then. Okay. Yeah, it's it's not one you're gonna feel proud of, right? I wish I could get those two hours back. Oh, that's it, not. It a was good bad. Yeah, I, I, I love I, terrible movies. I can't. It's hard. It's hard to make it through these. I mean, I do kind of like the part where Mikey drops the piece of pizza onto the Knicks game, and he yeah. looks at everyone, and his face is this sort of like, "Sorry, guys." Yeah, Sorry, and the basketball dude. player slips on it, and oh, just yeah, terrible. It, that sounds like classic Mikey. <laughs> it is kind of classic Mikey. On it ups, is. On the upside, it does have Krang. That's what that's what everyone wanted, and it has yeah. Bebop and Rocksteady, yep. yeah, and the and the Technodrome. So if, yeah, see, you're making me want to watch it. If that gets you excited, go watch it. But I watch expect it. nothing. Yeah, the problem with these movies is they really slog. Like Megan Fox is the main character, and they really stick her. Oh in, no! Like um, she's not as much of a character in this. In one, this one, yeah, which is good because she's not. A we're good here one. for the turtles, man. Yeah, she's yeah we're not. here for weird monstrous looking turtle beasts and and you should know something's bad when they don't go by michelangelo leonardo donatello rafa they go by mikey rat like oh donnie donnie yeah. leo and raf and like, yeah like you the know. story in this movie was written with the sophistication of the 90s cartoon which is like what that's you want. the level of discourse that's you what you want expect. anyway man uh so i watched two things okay i played one thing i played no man's sky the Pathfinder update. Please tell me about it because I want to live vicariously through you. I know you don't have time to do anything with your life, but you should really give this one a whirl if you get 10 or 15 minutes to spare. And don't do creative mode like some punk. Oh, that's what I usually do. Okay, so what what did Hello Games add to this broken, busted, controversial game that everyone thinks is bullshit? I like added release. the Elton John's Rocket Man Sky. No. no. So they added Rocket League, like cars they added basically this little dune buggy thing that you can power off little cliffs and drive underwater and whatnot they added a big fat mining vehicle that you can have that has like a shitload of slots that you can just drive around mining those big you know when you find a big huge yeah the spires mountain size thing uh yeah then you can also build this hovercraft thing which you can skim across water and shit uh oh this this whole thing is just another sort of extension of the game for a few hours of fun. Um, oh, it just adds a whole other dimension, though. It does. Like, it makes exploring the planets. I liked the game as it was on release. I'm that weird person. I thought it was mm-hmm. great. So just adding more stuff to this game to do, I'm there. It's pretty amazing. And, and the idea of of having your base and then not necessarily flying everywhere. Now I can explore shit on this little hovercraft thing. Yeah, like quick ways to get around oh without flying. Because sometimes flying... In atmosphere is like a real pain in the ass. It's, yeah, it's it takes a long time. And it doesn't load in the resources that you want either, right? So you want to be sort of closer to... And like landing in one particular place can be, if you don't have a landing pad, can be oh, challenging. Mm-hmm. Dude, the whole game's different now. Like I ran out of gas. My hovercraft ran out of gas in the middle of a giant ocean. And I'm like, oh, uh, no. Okay. I got to swim and find myself one of those beacons to call your ship in. You can get lost on these planets now. It's crazy. You know, you, you're. I like that. It's awesome, man. It, it yeah. It's, it's becoming the game that it should have been. 
Yeah, yeah. With adding you feel the distances, and, and they've added way more like parts to expand I heard, your yeah, hamster I heard they cage. Doubled the amount of parts that you could build with. Yeah, yeah. Which I was like, well, shit. Now I'm <laughs> never gonna get out of creative mode. I kind of feel like I wish I could have walked to this game. Like, what if this is the game they'd released on day one? People like, would not have been upset. No, this would have been full of content, and people wouldn't have burned out in. Four hours. Yeah, I wonder see how the many same, are playing now. See the same tree. I heard that there's respawning. like a small group of people that are mapping a corner of the universe, which yeah, is kind of neat. It gets tricky because every time they update, they sort of regenerate the worlds a little bit, right? Like, mm. um, so I watched two movies. They were both crazy good. That's awesome. I watched the documentary entitled "Tickled." Oh, oh finally, my God. yes. I've okay. thought about watching this, but never. You, you guys have to see this bullet. movie. I have seen this movie, and it's fucking insane. So the dollop covered this way back on one of their first episodes. It, this, yeah. It's about what is known as competitive endurance tickling. This will not become the tickling podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> and there's an actual excerpts from the dollop inserted into this documentary. Oh, so really? If, if you're a dollop fan, this is must. Like, you have to watch this movie. Like, oh. there's dollop stuff, which is no, a great... You, you just have to watch this movie. In general. Anyways, yeah, okay. So, the setup here is this New Zealand journalist who happens to be gay, which is relevant. Okay. Uh, he decides, when he sees competitive tickling online, he goes, I'm going to do a story on this. Now, what is competitive endurance tickling, you say? Exactly what it's it sounds like. It's not a gay thing. It's not a gay thing. Even it's though, just tickling. Even though it is a bunch of men strapping another man to a bed and going crazy with all sorts of tickling devices, there's even a sequence in this movie where they've got an electric toothbrush rubbing a man's nipple. Uh, it gets out of hand. <laughs> and so, what is this? How... how how is this a sport? You know, how, how is endurance tickling a sport? Because YouTube emails this company, hey, I'd like to cover this interesting thing you're doing. DM direct message back to him. We don't uh, want a homosexual man covering our uh, community and we'd appreciate blah, 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 homophobic this, homophobic that. Uh, yeah, they were downright rude right from the start. Yeah. Don't cover us because you're gay. And then he thinks, well, this is weird. Now I'm definitely covering you. Because competitive tickling is super gay looking. And then this movie turns into what I would call almost like a Scientology documentary where, right? Where, it goes where, deep. Where you have a group of people trying to make a documentary and they're being like publicly harassed by another group of people. Lawyers and thugs are coming at them, threatening them with lawsuits and physical, like there's death threats coming in, Just legal action. Just want to document this weird stuff. Yeah, so there's all of these crazy thugs coming out of the woodwork. For all, the ticklers. All like trying to protect this crazy tickling subculture. It's really weird. Dude, the whole movie it is so much weirder than you think. It exactly, is. the movie is like dead serious. Like it's not a funny movie at a lot of parts. It gets really serious, and the more serious it gets, the more times you'll say to yourself, "What is going on here?" Tickling. Like that's that's what underlies the whole movie. Is just tickling. Wait, wait, wait. Tickling. Like every two minutes, you'll just say to yourself, "Tickling." 
It's it's the craziest thing ever, man. Yeah, I, we, yeah, it's pretty we shouldn't surreal. Say, we shouldn't say too much more about it because this is one of those things where spoilers will matter. But yeah, you have to watch this movie. Yeah, it's a lot more. It is nuts. It's a lot more crooked and corrupt than you kind of would ever even dream. This this tickling empire is fucking nuts. Okay, I'm gonna watch it for sure. They, uh, they do get to the bottom of it all. It's amazing in the documentary. And so watch it. One thing I found very distracting about this is the entire soundtrack is all music lifted lifted right out of upstream color just oh. directly the soundtrack just plopped in weird unchanged just track by track uh it's a great soundtrack it's just a bizarre distracting choice in my opinion uh and there's one dude in this who says and i quote you know explaining these fucked up ticklers and harassers uh you gotta be taking cocaine up your ass or something <laughs> I mean, that's, that's as one does. Yeah, you know, if you if you're you doing know. this, you, you, yeah, you why, gotta. Why be. else would you do it? Why would you do this? You gotta be. I that's when I take cocaine up my ass. <laughs> I know the first thing that I do. <laughs> I go down to Commercial Drive and I find a bunch ticklers? of people that tickle the shit out of me. Pretty easy to find, man. Well, when you say that you have cocaine in your ass, everybody <laughs> wants to tickle the shit out of you on Commercial Drive. <laughs> um, the final thing I watched verticalviewing is, at gmail dot com. Oh, that's where you got. <laughs> The final thing I watched is Locke, starring Tom Hardy. Have you guys watched this movie? Not yet. No, this is the one one room. No, it's not one one car. It's one car. Uh, this movie is fucking unbelievable. Like, demonstrates his uh, range as an actor. He's I've an, heard he's an amazing actor. The, the The amazing thing about the movie Locke is only one human face appears on screen in the entire movie. And it is Tom Hardy. The, the film opens with like maybe a 30 second shot of a giant construction yard. And then we pan over to a man taking off all of his, you know, boots and construction gear, getting into a sick looking Beamer and then speeding off into the night. Uh, and the next 90 minutes of the film's runtime all take place within his car as he's taking Bluetooth calls. And his entire life unravels in front of you. He's managing the largest concrete pour in like the history of Europe of or concrete. Yeah. So the whole movie is centering on this single night concrete pour. I, and, oh my God. And, immediately so hectic. And the logistics of like road closures, like police, uh, you know, permits, um, like, like all these noise things, like is the rebar positioned? Is everything ready for this crazy pour? Uh, we're having 258 trucks all lined up for like 12 hours tomorrow. They're starting at 6 a.m. and we're just going to be dunking fucking like... You can't fuck around with concrete. The way they do these is they have this big concrete truck thing that's just spraying it in and just trucks like there's a hopper that they pour it into just come and in and just it up a big hose just dump just just mm. truck after truck yep unfortunately tom hardy's mistress is going into labor and he's got to break the news to his entire family tonight over the phone while he's managing this crazy ass concrete pour it's it's like the most hectic you can possibly imagine a movie to be that's all just taking place over the phone um and you get like caught up in like the logistics of concrete pouring and shit, and it's become so dramatic with that. Uh, and it, like as he's breaking it to his wife and his whole family, it's like it, it's it's insane to watch everything crumble just with one man at the interacting at with the voices. Center. Oh man! Well, Tom Hardy's amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, have you seen Bronson? 
Yes. Who hasn't, man? If I you haven't, a lot you of people you have not seen Bronson. I feel like you could ask your grandma. And she'd be like, yeah, I've seen Bronson. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> if your grandma has seen Bronson, she's a fucking amazing She's grandma. a savage, right? She's so cool. Uh, yeah, and, and to top it all off, Tom Hardy has a, a nasty cold. Oh, no. So he's dealing with all this, and he's blowing his nose and fucking coughing and shit. Like, I, 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 I don't know about you guys, but... When I feel sick or shitty, it's hard to do anything. No, but like I'm a I'm a little baby, man. Like my life's over. I think most he's, men are. He's a method actor. Do you think he actually infected himself for the movie? Yeah, he like <laughs> yeah, went to like, a kindergarten <laughs> and licked a bunch of the toys. Yeah, just go to a daycare, yeah. and shake hands with all the kids, pick <laughs> up the babies. I don't know yeah. if you can do that these days. Just they don't like it when you up, go. You walk into and schools and lick up, the Legos. Pick up babies. He's, he's Tom Hardy. He could probably get he away could, with that. He could. He yeah. could. His his amazing chiseled face is all that you see, and it's you know you're glad to see it. Apparently, his sweater he wears is inspired by Captain Haddock from Tintin. What? Where's this? <laughs> That's big, incredible. This big puffy curly like yarny sweater, uh, and at the end he says. We're going to do this for the piece of sky that we're stealing. Like, he's such a... What a poet. Well, he's he's such a, like an idealist of like what building a skyscraper means. And then it actually works for me. They start drawing these parallels between like construction and building something and then like giving birth, like having a child, like and bringing something into the world that's permanent and stuff. Um, Locke is surprisingly amazing. For a movie that is all in a fucking car. Interesting. Um, you gotta have balls to attempt to make a movie like that. It's awesome. You need a fucking awesome actor and a great yeah, script, you right? You need an awesome actor. Um, and these two dudes work together to make that show Taboo, which just came out, which is that... Have you watched it? Yeah, I talked about one episode. Uh, yeah. It was like about Tom Hardy coming back from Africa and inheriting this big real estate empire, including a piece of property on vancouver island which is kind of dope uh but yes please watch lock if you like sick bmws i mean it's a big long commercial kind of an ad for a bmw with probably and two, bluetooth probably 200 f-bombs in the film oh nice you know it's a british movie but he's a construction less. worker yeah you so gotta you gotta expect blue that collar uh is there anything else fellas uh i have nothing more have you I don't believe so. Well, I think we've been through pretty much everything I've done. We have exhausted all <sighs> items. I was going to watch Force Majeure, but didn't happen. I almost did, too. Right? I think that's one we're going to have to get to. At some point. Yes. Years we've been discussing that one. Yeah. Uh, and also Fences, another one that maybe... You, you almost watched? I don't know. Two hours and 20 I minutes. I watch Hidden Figures, too. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff that we need to catch up on. Yeah. Um, but we, we we have things to do. We we, we have really 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 big things to do. There's a big hairy thing. Like big, <laughs> flaming hairy things. Sam Jackson uh, has promised us a pretty courageous mission right here. I think he is sick and tired of these motherfucking apes, apes. on his motherfucking.
You are going to tell me everything I don't know, or I'm going to blow your head off. Monsters exist. Yesterday, I was a crackpot. But today? You dropped those charges to flush something out. Who are you? Ancient species owned this earth long before mankind, and if we keep our heads buried in the sand, they will take it back. My agency is known as Monarch. We specialize in the hunt for massive, unidentified terrestrial organisms. You knew that thing was out here? I'm sorry for your men, Colonel. I truly am. Get us home. With proof. So we can send the cavalry. So that's a clip from Kong Skull Island. A team of scientists explore an uncharted island in the Pacific, venturing into the domain of the mighty Kong, and must fight to escape a primal Eden. Damn. A primal Eden. That's kind of crazy. Kong Skull Island is directed by Jordan Voigt. Roberts and it stars Tom Hiddleston, Sammy Jackson, John Goodman, Brie Larson, Jing Tian, okay, Toby Kebbell, and uh, John C. Riley. Why? <laughs> we need some comic relief, I man. Guess you, gotta, so. you have to have comic relief to that, make a good movie. That beard has got to go. And I, I guess liked it, him. it does. I liked it. He, he shaves the beard off. He, he yeah. Uh, so guys, I think there's going to be sort of some unanimous praise across the board here. I can feel it already. No, what do you mean? This movie sucked. Um, I'm, I'm, what, uh, but like I do, giant gorilla shit. <laughs> they, we don't see any of that. There's no giant, big, nope. one big pile of shit moment. Not one you know? dump joke. <clears throat> I mean, Jurassic Park beats it there. At they least don't. They don't in go that there. category. They do not go. It was a really great Jurassic Park reference in Kong. <clears throat> oh man, we're going to get into some comparisons. I think later. I want to start, though, with a list of some directors and an interesting trend that's happening right now. Okay. Let's hear it. So, Gareth Edwards, he started off with a movie called Monsters, which Fantastic is like a film. sort of an indie movie about crossing the border in Mexico and these beasts and aliens uh, attacking everyone. Cool movie, right? Yeah, it's pretty cool. He got Godzilla job after that, and then he just made Rogue One. So, you have an indie sci-fi, indie director... Getting handed the keys to, like, a big, fat franchise. Here you go. Colin Trevorrow. He's a director. He made Safety Not Guaranteed. Yes, that was a fun one. A mm-hmm. nice little sci-fi movie, yeah, time travel thing. It's kind cute. Of, kind of a little bit of a lovey-dovey Romantic bit. comedy. Yeah, that's Ooh, it. Follow me into the future. Mm. Uh, after that movie, like, super indie. Super indie. Yeah, with the Duplessis, right? <laughs> yeah, they gave him the keys to the Jurassic World Kingdom, and he's making Star Wars Episode Nine. What? Crazy. Huh? Uh, Josh Trank, a young dude who's born in, like, 1985, younger than me, your age. Same age. Uh, he did Chronicle. They handed him the keys to Fantastic Four. And then they actually handed him the keys to the Han Solo film, or maybe it was a Boba Fett movie. Yeah, did he like make up for that fa- fantastic fuck up somehow? Or no, he like lost the Star Wars job because he's a little brat. Oh, good. Uh, so he doesn't count. But he's still an indie director, got huge franchise. Ryan Johnson, who did Brick and then Looper. Yeah, he's, like him. He's yeah. doing episode eight now. Nice. And Looper then was cool. We have Jordan Voigt Roberts, who made The Kings of Summer, a little indie movie about kids going into the 
treehouse and fucking around for the summer. Yeah. So let's hand him King Kong, the largest beast in cinema. This side of... Oh, my God. Godzilla. So the scale in this movie is one thing. Like, if you're making a King Kong film... You make Kong big. Well, you got to capture the scale of the beast. Uh, Like, you think that giant fist closing in, like the black and white giant fist closing in on on the the woman, right? Like, think about how big that creature must be. So did this movie work for you guys? What are your thoughts on King Kong? Oh, hell yeah. Skull Island. Craig, what's going on? Loved it. Yeah? Just coming out right front, staying in it. (laughs) It was a lot of different things in one movie, and most of them were really good. Nice. Red. I also love this movie. It was uh, really fun. Um, You know, disappointingly, there was a distracting uh, uh, element to my viewing experience that definitely took away a great deal of enjoyment so you sent me a photo of a complimentary ticket from the theater yeah because i can't go to the movies on in on the north shore and just see a a movie uh this time um there was a blown speaker front and center like the, the one that the dialogue comes out of you know so you can clearly hear what everyone is saying um and so mostly it just sounded really quiet when people were talking, but then it was really noticeable whenever Kong was on because loud bass noises would call it to vibrate, like to rattle in a very, very noisy way. Like it, it would drown out a lot of the, uh, the sound effects so, of the film. So, so this was a disaster for you in a way. Yeah. And I didn't want to walk out, um, because I didn't want to miss it because it was so awesome. And I was just seeing this crazy spectacle, this giant ape, which was so cool. And Samuel L. Jackson cursing and stuff. And so I stayed. Um, Despite not not hearing any of the dialogue at all. No, I could hear the dialogue. It was just um, on a repeat viewing, I know that the dialogue would be louder. Okay, now and here's the thing. And this am- this, amazingly enough, is not a knock on the film is that despite the fact that you could barely hear any of the dialogue, I think the movie, you didn't lose anything. No, I got really into it, and during the action sequences, even though it was rattling, I didn't really... No, because the dialogue in this movie is real rough. Uh, it is awful, actually. It, 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 it At times, it is like sticks out... Like it is distractingly bad. Some of the character development and well, they do they do do a lot of there's a lot of leaps that the plot has to make, like you know the never ending storm that's in a ring around Skull Island. Well, and, and luckily we set up all of this oh, pretty it's, quickly, it's right? Seventies oh, though, so that's okay. But let's let's get everyone on the island within the first twenty minutes if we can. I, I appreciate that because helicopters is a better idea than boats. Well, yeah, it's more. It's Vietnam. We got to take choppers in, man. It looks cool. Yeah, because they're all just left over from. Well, the- I think we have to go back a little further than that. Actually, like there's just an overall aesthetic to this movie. Yes, that's what I think. I love the most. I, I think it's all kind of grainy, this, right? Like the footage looks yeah, like they nail that '70s Vietnam War film look and feel. Yeah, I- a lot of uh, good music. I think oh, they um, great soundtrack. They yeah, the guitar that really jangly sounding like a lot of CCR in this. <laughs> well, yes, 
aside from all the licensed music, the score I thought was really trippy. Like there's these stringy guitar sound effects like this. I don't know how to explain it, but there's these really psychedelic sounding guitar licks that sort of jangle on when they're going down the river and stuff. Like it feels they, they even made these uh, anamorphic lenses for the movie to get this sweet psychedelic 70s look to it. Um, I, I think aside from that, it's pretty standard, but it looks so fucking dope. Oh yeah. <laughs> that like I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to fault any of the garbage character development or the rushed, like the first 20 minutes. How worried uh, were you guys? Oh, um, not at all. Not at all. No. Cause like they're introducing characters. It's like, here's a character. Here's a little bit of context about who they are, what they're doing. We're going to kill them off in yeah. half an hour. Okay. We, it's like, the director, the people making the movie know you're there to see the monkey. So you're forgiving the I, shit yeah. character development. Yeah, I was I was personally quite worried in the first 20 minutes of this thing. Um, I thought that, oh, this is a really bad version of like a Michael Crichton thing or like this is Lost World gone even worse. Uh, but I mean, it doesn't matter because these are all just meat for oh, Kong. Yeah, yeah I, I, there was a couple, I mean... I was watching John Goodman to see where he would go. I was watching, um, you know, a few of the other characters. But anybody that was the least bit worrisome would just get stepped on or, like, (laughs) you know, they would get taken care of very quickly, very early on in the film. So And very entertainingly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They're all satisfied. Half of the cast is fully just cannon fodder. That's what I love about this thing. Uh, so, so I think we all can agree the movie's a pure sensation. Mm-hmm. It's a really fun. I am in complete adoration with this thing, man. I'm in love with Kong Skull Island. Uh, and you know you're in for something weird and different when the film opens with someone falling out of the sun or something like that. Like that, the, the opening shot is. A man tumbling out of the sun. That was odd, right? And then you realize, oh, there's some sort of plane crash. And we open in World War II, which I think is a perfect way to tie this in with Godzilla, which we have sort of the origin story of Godzilla happening alongside the the opening credits of this thing, which look exactly like the 2014 movie. Um, So we're already setting up a suite. Marvel cinematic monster cinematic universe. Oh yeah, I'm I'm excited for whatever comes next. Um but I just I love the look of this pristine beach and then a badass fight scene with we even get a sweet sword grab. Yeah. Oh, this was like a cool what like is they're fighting and then the the tables turn and then the Japanese guy pulls his sword and you're like, "Oh shit." And then where is this going to go? Oh, and yeah, right when the killing blow was about to be struck, giant oh, simian yes. hand crashes down. We get the is that well that's title card, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Boom. And I loved the title card work in this with the big inky slashes yeah. and Apocalypse Now font. I mean everything about this is is retro but in the in the best possible way. Uh and again, being really concerned with the first 20 minutes, mainly due to how massive 
and like stuffed the cast is what is happening how many fucking people are in this movie yeah there's gonna be way too many people on the island well we get introduced okay we got sam jackson coming up okay crazy one of the biggest celebrities in the world john goodman in here uh what this is crazy toby kebbell coming in here and then we get brie larson coming in and then tom hiddleston i mean we just keep stacking people in and i don't know about you did well, this the real stars, can- I think, are on the, the island. The skinny, uh, pixelatedly painted uh, <laughs> tribesmen, tribespeople. Yeah, like let's was, draw was pixels. That paint or was that like scarification? L- whatever it was, it looked fucking awesome. They have digital, you know, scanners uh, tattooing their face in the jungle or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think we kind of breathlessly move through all these intros to the characters. I think it works again because you're just we're just icing most of these people. It's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not like a Suicide Squad thing where it takes forty minutes to introduce everyone. And yeah, no one cares. I mean, but it is kind of like Suicide Squad when you have CCR and Stones songs just strung together, just like plopped yeah, in a row, just it's, to keep your your adrenaline going because everybody loves these songs. Yeah. Like I, I thought about that. Like, would everybody be putting these songs on in the same way that we listen to them in this classical? Like not, I, I don't. Not everyone just listened to that music yeah, only. It when, wasn't like every <laughs> single helicopter like platoon <laughs> blasting. Yeah. No, they're, they're going rock for and roll. a very specific look and feel with all of this. Um, and that's you know what I'll, you can if you can take a step back, you see that the whole film is colored with that lens, and that's fine. It's a stylistic choice, and I enjoyed it more for it, I think. Well, and and the movie has a really playful style to the editing, which I thought was completely... At first, it's really jarring. Like, there's a few scenes where the editing is almost like a naked gun movie or something. Like, we're watching a sequence where someone's falling into the mouth of a beast, and we literally cut to someone putting a sandwich in their mouth. Like, what... That was... I liked it a lot. It's amazing. What? But what are we doing here? Like, is the editor drunk? Is this? Is the movie laughing at you? Well, like, who is this for? What is this movie rated? It's a PG thirteen film. Well, super violent. Go. People it's, getting their arms ripped yeah. off. There are a lot of kids in my theater. Yeah. So the sandwich bit is a way to avoid well, extra gore and get a few laughs. But not just that. I feel like there's a bunch of cuts that the editor was really having a good time with. There, there's a shot where the one of the helicopters passes by the camera. And a dragonfly flies yep. right in front of you, and we transition right from that. There's a sequence where one character drops, uh, is is putting a water bottle under the water, and it starts bubbling up. And then we cut to some sea monster coming out of the water. Oh, I love like these match cuts. They just they feel really playful for a, like a monster movie. Uh, well, I mean, the next scene you're going to be seeing an ape that's like. <laughs> 50 stories tall um yeah i mean you gotta be willing to overlook some things but did you feel like i don't know then we even have the cast of like straight out of compton coming back did you notice that we had the the guy who played dr dre is john goodman's sidekick right the nerdy dude that's yeah that's the guy who played dr dre and then we had easy e playing one of the um squad dudes i knew i recognized him <laughs> i just i found that a really interesting like let's have nwa back together that would have thrown me off if i hadn't noticed that during yeah that would have thrown me right off um 
the the cast again overstuffed. John Goodman is like tripping over his lines. I feel like John Goodman was on set for like three days, and he's like, "I'd like to get my lines done in two days, if possible." Uh, like he, I've got things to do. J.K. Simmons was originally cast in this role, uh, and he backed out for whatever reason. Uh, John Goodman, I don't feel like he's really wants to be here. Sam Jackson, little more. I think this is a he. Sam Jackson really gets into his groove. Oh, he yes. chews some scenery yeah, up. He's right? just hamming it up. It's yeah, great. you mentioned the Jurassic Park callback. He yeah, hold on to he, your butts. He loved saying that. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, that was. I, I looked around for anyone else. Hey, hold on to your butts, anybody? No, okay. Not, not even a giggle in my theater. <laughs> Damn uh, it! I I had a chuckle. Um. But you mentioned earlier, the island is encircled by a perpetual storm. Yes. Good enough for me. Yeah, but yeah. That's good enough for me. That's all you need. Because with that, <laughs> you show me the kind of world that this, you know, that I have to be in to watch this movie. Oh, it's perfect. You know, how serious do I have to take this? Or how, how serious do I have to take things? Well, you're in a world where there could be a perpetual storm in one spot and, and no one knows what's inside it. <laughs> yeah, which before satellites. It's the 70s. So that we won't have satellite observations and, you know, we can't send people in. Yeah, like they've got their first satellite photos. That's what they're worried about getting there yeah. before the Russians. Yeah, so. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> it's so good. Cold man. War. Uh, and then we have like, it's it's Nixon's head, like a bobblehead oh, on I the I love the dash. Nixon bobblehead. Like what? What do you guys make anything of that? Like what is? I mean, I mean, maybe you, there's that's just. I, I think, think it's it just was a just a it. playful joke. Just here's we, a here's a thing from the time to we, help you give her to. We where see him time it is. twice though. I think when the when one of the choppers crashes, I think we see Nixon's head yeah, just like, ah. like falling from the flames <laughs> yeah. or something. Well, because it's a helicopter from the Vietnam War and. Maybe the Vietnam War was the downfall of Richard Nixon. Is that what you're trying to draw I mean, the parallel? I, 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 I guess I didn't want to lead you on somewhere. Nose, perhaps. Oh, fine, fine. Okay. I just maybe I needed to crystallize it a bit. Okay. okay Come on. Did. Okay. Uh, thank you. It's there. I needed that. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. As soon as we punch through this fucking ridiculous perpetual storm like an eye of jupiter's like great red spot yeah, like they, they, i it, was they, totally expecting bad things to happen in the storm and you don't all and it established every, was they had a badass crew though that was willing to fly yeah. into a storm yeah. and could actually do yeah. it like they taxed their machines to the limit mm -hmm. and made it okay until a tree which is so fucking good yeah. like a I palm tree even, i don't even know how to begin to describe this like it's thrown like a lawn dart. What an entrance, guys! Immediately, the um, the film got so good so fast. Like I, the the shitty, crappy character development and all these bogus bullshit characters. We just spent twenty minutes just like, like a bunch of them just got iced, slogging through. So immediate, like a bunch of them are killed instantly. A palm tree flew through the windshield of the chopper, and like people Final start destination. There's style. people <sighs> yeah, dropping f bombs like crazy. Is there? Yeah. Oh, sh shit goes sideways. I don't think there's. I think there's only one f bomb, and we're gonna get to it. But oh. well, I hear he just listens and hears them peppered in wherever. Yeah, I imagine them where they aren't. But what a great moment that this movie just, as you said, it turns on a dime and you, I, I fell in love with this movie as soon as this happened. Yeah. My mouth was hanging open. Kong is swatting. Like, I almost got <laughs> to the point where like, how many choppers 
Like, how many choppers is he going to swat out of the sky? Is he just going to get them all? Yeah. Yeah, like 99% of them. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, how much does it hurt him? Like, a paper cut. And this would be a moment, and and it starts off with sort of, you you think that it's going to be, most of these monster movies, Godzilla is like a modern example of this where you you tease your audience yeah. it's complete bullshit oh, yeah. godzilla's only on the screen for like maybe 10 minutes of that entire it's movie go- it's a goddamn cock tease jaws did this and everyone praises the movie because it, it builds the tension in a in a sort of nice methodical way yeah alien does it as well but jaws did it because they had no other choice the the fucking machinery and the the shark didn't work so they they couldn't show it you know what recent example did this well pacific rim yes you get the machines in full view in the opening scene and then the monsters coming wave after wave with a reasonable explanation why and so in this movie you get the palm tree coming through the windshield and you think oh no are we just going to get little teases of the monster no we, no yeah. we, it's we followed by the hand that threw it we get a beautiful but that that beautiful pan up shot of the river and the choppers are coming in and we see that winding river off into the sunset and then we see a pair of giant furry legs and the we get Kong in just full view against the sun setting. Like we're not fucking around. Like here is such a great sense of scale. Here that. is his yeah, like here is his whole body. Like we, we don't get a hand like in the first forty five yeah. minutes. We oh here's his tail for fucking ten seconds. Like you get go- a bunch of people killed and confronted immediately with the fact that there is a gargantuan yeah. monster. And let's show him in full view right away. Yeah. Not like Godzilla ninety eight. Remember how like shitty they just didn't show you they kept hiding it yeah so i i gotta give the movie creds for that and then how visually like stylized all of this shit becomes i i felt like i was watching mad max a little bit i felt like a fury road vibe in terms of how vibrant and in your face and and stylized all of the explosions and action sequences were yeah fire and metal and bits and pieces yeah, yeah like it feel and it feels overly saturated almost like a comic book kind of level like this movie well, some of the some of the climactic sequences especially yeah, yeah. so yeah like this the, and the way a lot of the the shots are framed up look like comic panels in a lot of scenes um they're very um yeah I can. Do you know I, what I mean? That's a good description. They're they're balanced in uh, it, the foreground and background. Yeah. The scale is so good, uh, and I think that's a tricky thing to pull off, especially from like an indie director. Like I don't know how a lot of this stuff was even done. We say indie director, but how many films really has this guy got under his belt? Technically, one. P- <laughs> career, I think. Correct Shit. me if I'm wrong. Um, well done. So then we get Kong eating squids. Not sure I'm into that because it's opportunistic. No they're, man, they're uh, they're nutrient rich. Gorillas eat plants only. No, they also eat no. like they monkeys eat and shit. And I don't think so. I think they eat shit they kill. They're really chimpanzees. Di- definitely do. Like they go on raiding parties. They'll just pull your dick off and eat it. Hey, Dave Chappelle called. <laughs> he wants his joke back. Is that his? I don't remember I think, it. I think he, he said something about years. monkey strength and ripping dicks <laughs> off. Um, 
But I was I was excited to see a giant ape fight a giant octopus. That, yes, that was, that was amazing. Awesome. I was actually even scared for a minute. I was like, he's going to take Kong down into the water and Kong's going to drown. And that's the, <laughs> the scale that we play with at that moment is so awesome. Like, we just sort of We're, follow Toby Kebbell on the beach and we look off into the background and then... He, Kong just comes stumbling out in a valley. Like, he's the size of a mountain. A bunch of this movie is awesome. Like, for the, what, like, the same way when you first played the giant levels in Mario Brothers 3. (laughs) Because, like, you're just waiting to see what different giant creatures they have imagined and how big they are actually going to look. Like, what do we see? I, I mean, I don't want to spend too much time spoiling things for people, but all the creatures look awesome well, in this. And, and I kind of, it, it's cheesy and clunky, but I like the way it's done, where we have one character just lazily throw in this, well, I've done some research into this hollow earth theory, and I think that maybe there could be a whole ecosystem underneath our feet, and this might be a place where they come up. Okay, good enough for me. Yeah, you know, thanks. The, 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 the perpetual storm, good, this hollow earth, earth whatever. There's, we're, there's we're good to go. around the world. Okay, sure. And, yeah, and it's like a Silver Age comic book explanation. It's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's here's why. And it's perfectly placed in the movie because the scene immediately after this, they've they see this giant water buffalo princess Mononoke looking thing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah. But only second, perhaps, to the next scene where we're in this bamboo forest. Homeboy takes a crazy. This creature is t- really awesome and. A, man, and a dude gets iced in a horrific way. When they notice him. Yeah. And when you notice him, you're just going to like. It's fantastic. What's going on? Oh, damn. Oh, run. I mean, it's, it's the, it's that, that part's going to bother some people. You think so? Because yeah. it's, it's really violent. Eh, more just to do with the creature. Well, yeah, there are yeah. some scary, we, there are some, let's give triggers, everyone. Yeah, there's there, some, uh, they don't pick like your, your favorite creatures to if, make large if you are an arachnophobe uh this scene may you may need to cover your eyes yeah for maybe five minutes straight where people get like screaming attacks from the sky oh, sucked man. into some crazy oh, webs oh man it's a it's not a nice creature <laughs> uh yeah like these are the scenes where your mouth is just hanging open you feel like you're on a disney ride uh like it, it it's just sensational horror and joy uh can i can i ask you guys at this point um did you stay after the credits i did not. it happened okay yeah okay we'll get there i mean there's not a lot to say there i feel like what what's during the credits is a little more worth discussing because that was ridiculous um (laughs) like how many the pre-credits scene we can talk about oh yeah yeah um but i think like once we get everybody starting getting bumping off who cares about the overloaded cast? This is what we all were. Yeah, we came, we needed, as you said, to see the monkey. We yeah. needed people to chew up and spit out here. Yeah. Um, and then John C. Riley shows up. And in my opinion, he's in a different movie. He doesn't know they're in a dramatic. Like, he thinks this is Land of the Lost 2. He think. thinks this is in uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth. He's waiting for Will Ferrell to show up, I think. I think he really is waiting for another one of his cronies. Like, where's Paul Rudd? Where's my I, my boys? I see what they were going for with that character, though. I yeah, I don't think they quite executed it the way they wanted to, but I see what they were planning. 
it works. Is it with, because it's John C. Riley and yeah. we like see him as the stepbrothers Woeful, like, woe, sidekick like from woefully miscast? And I don't think he's like I'm not saying he's not good at doing dramatic stuff because he really is. Like, I think he would have been great as one of the army guys. Yeah. I like, think like who, he should have been in like a helicopter crew. Yeah. Who we needed is uh oh my gosh, how how have I I'm Christopher Walken. Okay, that might work a little better. Because he's been doing roles like that lately, you know? Like, he does goofy, like, he was in that ping pong balls of fire or whatever. <laughs> balls of fury. <laughs> yeah, I think somebody who who I just believed a little more as somebody who lived in the jungle. Like, John C. Riley looks like he's wearing a Halloween costume. I, 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 I His think- haircut, I think, is what... Maybe it's just because he has curly hair. The, the, he just always looks silly. The costume <laughs> design, yeah, the costume design and makeup is is god awful. Like this big curly fake beard that is, like none of it works. They make for a me. Santa Claus reference at one point about him. Um, it's like to give you an idea. Like this is where some of the acting and casting gets clunky. Like John Goodman, I don't think is very good, and this Tom Hiddleston, really useless as this lead. Like, what does he do as our lead? Yeah, leading man. Like, when, what, when what do you we want get me out to of think it? of like a, a mercenary or like like jungle guide? Yeah, he's type. supposed to be this super badass, like former SAS. Now we do get. Uh, wait a minute, we do we, get a badass oh, sequence. We do. I know the one it, you're talking in, about. In the gas with with a, with the we do get a gas mask. With a sword. Samurai sequence, yeah, no, which I mean, is fucking awesome it is for awesome. no reason. It like, is awesome. Let's, let's establish that, that Hiddleston is, is a badass. No, but let's establish that there is no reason for the gas mask samurai scene. Like, it, Other than it looks really cool. Which is what most of this movie is about. But Hiddleston is like a tall, lean dude who, you know, he's in high rise, right? He's putting together a resume for James Bond, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Is I that guess. what's happening right but now? I want somebody more like, I want grittier, like, I don't know. I, I don't buy him at all in this. When we exactly. find him, when he's playing pool and he smashes some homeboys up, it's... And he like, oh, here we are. It's a perfect dinger with the one cue ball. No, come on. That's not Hiddleston. That's Jason Statham. Yeah. Maybe. <sighs> Maybe. No, that would have sucked. The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. I mean, I, I'm a fan of Tom Hiddleston. That's who it is, but he was probably busy. No, you can't have the... It's too distracting. He's so lit. He is lit. <laughs> when you look him up in the dictionary, you look up lit. It's just a, it says Dwayne Johnson. Um, C, franchise Viagra. Yeah, and, and these things stick out to me. Like Some of these character moments stick out in a way that is distracting. Brie Larson unfortunately looks like she's just there to look really hot yeah they just wanted to she make sure there was to a, be in the film at all a woman and and i kind of like the idea of her her name is mason weaver so they they yeah. think she's a man i, I kind of like that and they're kind of oh we're roped we have to but does that make it okay that they put in an like a joke that inverts it but then actually her presence in the film is the opposite of that joke i know and yeah. she's like one her, of only her whole character could be removed and nothing would change about the story she fires a couple of flares yeah <laughs> she's pretty yeah she certainly is and there's another Let's female say this movie is not exactly a feminist no. masterpiece yeah, it, no she fails the sexy and it's test. also a strange case where you have a chinese movie production logo at the beginning of the film which means you know you're going to get a chinese character in the film somewhere that is sort of oh look one of the research assistants 
happens to be Chinese. We've seen this in like every Marvel movie now. Oh, yeah. It seems it's all it's all about getting and know, I, the Chinese I guess, tax credits and get some production done there. Is there uh, also that making, they can get access to that market? What which a bureaucracy! Is enormous. I think they do alternate cuts. Don't be surprised oh, yeah. if there's a different cut of kong skull island that's like that character has more screen time and more, more even yeah. m- like almost more of an a direct influence on the plot itself right um sure oh, yeah like, movies being altered for different those lizards are, are not a new thing those lizards were caused by the uh capitalist evil capitalist west they're not lizards they're skull skull crawlers they're skull crawlers yes. that's what i call them I why just made it up right now <laughs> in fact now that i hear that <laughs> I do that sequence like, is really good. It does work. It's like he, the first time he's uttered it out loud. Um, and, and there's a really great F-bomb in this movie, I think. PG-13 movies, you got to place your one earned F-bomb really well. Fast and Furious movies do this good. This one, I think, is perfect. Because you hear these weird, strange sounds in the jungle. And then John C. Oh, Riley. what's that? He said, I believe the exact quote, it sounds like a bird, but it's a fucking ant. <laughs> and we never even get to see them. Yeah, he does like I, an I, off the, the joke cuff works joke. better that way. If you actually saw the ants, I think it would be less. Unless you do immediately like the Princess Bride R-O-U-S's thing. Like rodents of unusual size. Yeah, I don't believe they exist. Yeah. They get immediately attacked. So for me, I feel like there's maybe like a three hour cut of Sk- of Kong Skull Island out there that with more monsters. Has all those shots. I, we cut to something completely unrelated from that. I get it feels really jarring. There's a few scenes that I felt were trimmed down. Maybe it works. It's a two hour lean flick, but I, f- I want way more creatures and critters and crawlies and i don't know though do you like i want the fucking ants like I, what, like but it does work i agree you just get john c Riley saying yo those are gigantic ants and then you based on all of the insane shit you've just been watching your imagination is enough to oh yeah what you imagine is going to be more horrific than what they could ever they save some cgi Unless they actually already completed those shots and cut them. Well, and not only do they save the CGI, but it's more effective to you as the viewer. Yeah. So, um, so I mean, we can we can actually get into spoilers. Let's do it. Rosebud. They're Rosebud. Not, there's, there's not a lot. Rosebud. <laughs> but uh, Shay Shay Wiggum, he's one of the squad leader dudes. He goes out with a death that is absolutely hilarious. Which one's Shay Wiggum? But also, he he's the dude who tries to go out like a uh, platoon style, like oh. Willem Dafoe. He grabs the grenades and tries to go out with this hero like, death. Go on ahead, guys. And he gets swatted by a super smart skull crusher because, of course, he knows he's trying to just blow him up. He's like, "What do you think? I'm Su- stupid? Those are fucking grenades." See ya. You're not gonna suicide squad me. Uh, I'm gonna just blast you into this wall <laughs> and again this film is super playful and uh jurassic parky in its twisted dark horror almost um this is the jurassic park sequel that i think i don't know i'll speak for you guys this is what i wanted when i went to see jurassic world almost two years ago and i threw up all over my fucking shoes 
because it was so bad, not My because flip flops were all disgusting after that. Yeah, Jurassic World is garbage. And and to me, I'll just pretend that never happened, and I'll just watch Kong Skull Island if I want to get my dinosaur yeah, action. You, you want to see monsters fighting monsters? Go and this like, way. And and I I think I know what you mean too in terms of like deaths that are brutal but also hilarious. Yeah, like lawyers getting eaten off toilets. That's kind of like we're still mm-hmm. in the spirit of uh, Gennaro getting his ass ripped off the toilet. Like we're still in that. Right? They aimed for it in, in Jurassic World, like with the assistant getting eaten. That is by three different things. But yeah, remember we talked about that. How like what's the point? It's just gratuitous <laughs> violence because we I mean, didn't know who she was. We, we get a similar scene here where I think John Ortiz is the actor. He's standing on the boat, and at one moment, in the middle of a sentence, he just gets yanked by a pterodactyl. Oh, man, so good. And when they're trying, they're in, deciding whether oh, they should shoot at the birds, and, and, and then it, they rip his arm off and go, just oh, in front of the sun. So, yeah, just, silhouetted against the sun, just being go- carried by three pterodactyls, and, and then... <sighs> The movie took a running guy. like it took a running start at that. You know his oh, you know it's going to be gruesome. Like you, you know that the movie's not going to cut away. Like it's I, amazing. I, I just I love how violent it is, but and, in and, such and a comical when, way. They they started it all with the initial helicopter sequence, and we got it'll all come back yeah, to that set the tone that, for the whole thing. Yeah, everything gets violent and gory and crazy immediately and stays that <sighs> way. And, that, and of course, we have to have our token little apocalypse now reference. They build a sick riverboat to just venture up uh, the, to go down to the heart of darkness, if you will. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, they're lighting up. And I there's be- napalm. And I believe stuff. Uh, Tom Hiddleston's character's name is Conrad. Yep. You guys get it. Oh, there's I think Joseph there's, Conrad. Oh, yeah. What was the other reference? I got to think of it. Um, but yeah, like I think this thing builds to such a perfect and simple ending where you have, like, I believe Sam Jackson, like, it's completely plausible that this, like, military man would want to just destroy this creature at all costs and not recognize its part in the ecosystem of this island. And well, he goes through and his his the evolution of his thoughts makes sense, like his the way he loses his mind, quote unquote. I, I hate the fact that I've said that twice this episode, but like when it's when it starts, he doesn't know that he shouldn't be attacking Kong, but by the end, he he's know. just hell bent on attacking Kong. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it makes sense that he's just, you know, he's gonna do this at all costs. Uh, and that and the scene of him that lake of fire kind of sequence oh, that was so cool. Yeah, I mean how how fantastic! Like you watch a Marvel movie, like you watch sort of something like civil war and and it's great and all and it, and it's visually really great stunning but they don't put together this kind of like impressionistic imagery uh in in the same way like it's it's so stylized and it, it, it feels almost iconic i i have that in my notes too like it it, it is iconic and basic imagery and the part the, the shot where you're looking back and forth between uh, Kong, Kong's eyes and mm. Sam Jackson's eyes. Yeah, uh, and the fire is closing in on Jackson's face. Um, I mean, you don't, you have no reason to make it look this stylized and sort of symmetrical. And but the basic, simple way that they've done it makes it that much more punchy and powerful. <sighs> it, it's the classic conflict, man versus nature, yeah. and that's what the whole movie is about. It's about it, they pare it down. They don't 
Yeah. Like, like they, they pared down to a very basic essence. Oh, yeah. And then, and then this all builds to the final sequence, the, the final fight between big, big skull crusher, mom, like the queen skull crusher, if you oh, will. That's the, the big one, one that killed his parents. Oh. And you, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. And then Kong beating fools up with like a boat engine, like a propeller on like a chain. Oh, fuck. Well, this is Good after Lord. he had a fucking baseball bat swing to the dome on the bad guy. Oh, with yeah. The when tree. Kong rips up the tree and just strips the branches oh, off. And fuck. the fight sequences with Kong, every creature that he fights, it looks awesome. And there's the, so much the climactic sequence. impact to it as well. It has that. Like Pacific Rim feeling, yes, mass. And I think that's. I kept thinking heft. of Pacific Rim because the fight sequences were so much fun, and really, you did see the scale and the massive destruction, and the way the water, like when they kick up big, like all oh, those water effects were incredible. It, it, like it's very slow moving because it's huge masses, like giant yeah. swells. Yeah, like everything looks. It's all shot from low angles. You're seeing it all from like a human perspective. Um, like the, I, I, I the, couldn't believe my eyes most of this thing. The movie never shows you anything enormous without contrasting it with something small in the picture as well for you to compare it against. It's Very never well it's shot. never just Kong. It's Kong and... Like some, flocks uh, of birds. Yeah, something you're familiar with close to. <sighs> yeah. So good. <sighs> so this thing finishes off. We get off the island and then we have a completely unearned ridiculous coda at the end with john c Riley visiting his family now this could have been earned in a better way but we have one line in the middle of the movie like man my family thinks i'm all dead i wonder what they're up to now my son thinks i'm dead and somebody says something like you, you know, should you'd go be su- you'd be surprised how long people wait which is a nice little line and and then we have to see this sequence as the credits roll like did not really need to be who could care I, in, yeah like i felt his character didn't get enough exploration to warrant that yeah i would rather have seen other characters prologues well and I, I, I epilogues yeah epilogues Epilogue. i didn't care enough about any of the characters to want to see what happened to, to them at the no end. no i i you know I, what i, I agree with kong. you i want to see what yes. what happens to kong next. yeah yes and that's I, that's more accurate. don't give a fuck about the people well, and that's the thing the characters are really really bad and i think in in godzilla the the poorly written characters ruin the movie because all the action is pretty worthless and well, yeah. in godzilla back-loaded. they kill off the most interesting character early on mm-hmm. like brian cranston was great jurassic world same thing yeah. we have shitty character development on top of pretty weak dinosaur action nothing yeah. really great uh in this movie i can ignore like make the character development as shitty as you want like go nuts with any of that because i, I will watch this version of king of, of kong just smack the bollocks off of any animal or any creature that comes out of this hollow earth thing. Do you know what, though? I don't think you... If 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 they did that with the characters, I don't think you would watch this version because it wouldn't be the same. I think part of the reason that this version works is because they don't bother with all that. Like, there is a bit at the beginning, but most... It, like, they, that's to get it out of the way, you know? Hmm. It's, it's all yeah. very simple and elegant. Just focus on Kong smashing shit, crushing lizards... Yep eating octopus and being a fucking badass fighting things with one hand while holding a beautiful damsel not even crushing her and actually sticking her inside of a 
fucking ripping every, ripping the fucking guts out of monsters. Yeah. Didn't you love the, the you, you went for the the expectation was oh Kong's going to break the old jaw of the T-Rex again. Do it so many times. I mean, that's the classic Kong move, right? He'll split your fucking jaw. Yeah, off. I kept waiting for that to happen No, and they never did and it, I'm so the glad monsters it didn't. too tough. In yeah. this version of Kong, he'll rip your motherfucking guts yeah, out. Yeah, his arm all the way down in there and <laughs> Yeah, don't try and eat Kong's oh, arm. Did, he will did you guys notice you uh, when they're talking about the hollow earth theory and all that stuff, they mention um, massive unknown terrestrial organisms? Yeah, yeah, I did notice that, in That's fact. a little reference to the mutos from Godzilla. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're clearly getting Kong, Godzilla so, meetups. So I noticed that, and then uh, as the credits were rolling, so I was having some fun reading some of the names because... The uh, the credits were super long on this movie. They went they filmed it so many places. Yeah, and which and showed. I, I think the movie looks so exotic yeah. and and feels like they really went to these places. Yeah, yeah. This is not a green screen bullshit. Yeah, and then I noticed one part. It said like all rights for the for the um, name, and then there was several names. And the first one was Godzilla, and I was like, what the fuck? All rights for the name and images of Godzilla, and then a bunch of other Godzilla-related creatures. I was like, what the fuck? They never mentioned those or showed them in any way. So those are all the Toho creatures, I guess? Well, I stayed put. Because there is a stinger. There is a big-time after-credits scene in this film. I unfortunately did not know that. I didn't think this thing did much for me. I, I knew we were already going here. Yeah, yeah, me too. And it really just... I mean, I knew it was coming, and and it, but in, and it is really basic, right? It's just like they got to spell it out for people who really aren't paying attention at all, who didn't watch. Yeah, like aren't, they so don't we're remember. Back in the lab, I guess. We'll, spoiler alert for the stinger mm-hmm. for um, Kong Skull Island. So back in the lab, um, Doctor Dre uh, and his <laughs> Chinese assistant are who totally they're totally hooked up, right? For sure, that's a sexy relationship, right? Um, their babies would be so beautiful. Yeah. Oh yes! Oh and my god! Brilliant, brilliant scientist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not you're, you're thinking that I'm saying that because no. of Asian stereotypes. Think about how good it would be. But I'm saying that because they have both demons. Anyways, they're both scientists. Moving already. on, it would be so good. Um, they're briefing. Uh, um, what's Brie his name? Larson and Tom Brie Larson. Larson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, Conrad. Uh, they're briefing him on with images of these other creatures and like cave paintings and shit. And it's all, you know, the sweet monsters from the old Godzilla. It's essentially Kong, Kong movies. Uh, yes. It feels like a character select screen for like Kong. It's like, who is Kong going to fight next? Like he's, he's scrolling through his <laughs> yeah. like next matchups yeah. in like Kong right. versus who like Kong versus Mothra Kong versus there's uh, like the three headed dragon creature Hyd- like Hydra or some shit. Uh, yeah, guys, this movie's a home run, I think. It's quite good. The question is, does this movie crack into the 8 out of 10 level for you guys? Yes. That is... Yeah, I'm that giving is the, this a solid 8 out of 10. Craig's going for it. I really want to, and I think I'm there. It's hard to do, despite of... like this in, just, in face of the really, really bad character development, that is yeah. horrible. It, it like, has horrible. its flaws. No doubt. It has. It has like it was almost the, all flaws. Does your the, personal love for it and the fun that you had watching it overwhelm? Yeah, for me, it does. Because like the things that it does well, it does extremely well. 
yeah, I think the fact that I love this movie so much, despite the fucking rattling busted speaker in the theater. Another testament. Which was made up for by the, uh, you know, the, the manager gave me a nice complimentary pass for the next film. Regardless, it still sucked. But the movie still kicked ass. Um, and hearing you guys also glow about it, you know, that's... It works. That's pulled my initial seven and a half, oh, I man. think, up to an eight. I think I'm going to have to give this a wholehearted recommendation. It's eights across the board. Yeah. I really want to give it a seven and a half, but I don't... I, I'm going to... Re- don't make me regret this, Kong. Please. Like, in six months when I'm watching you on my home TV here... I gave this an eight. I don't, because I looked over my reviews for... Uh, x-men apocalypse oh no what did I, you give it i gave that thing a seven out of ten it's oh, bad that man. Was, that's high for that i got in trouble like you made people... me laugh so hard when you when you grabbed my fucking lapels the other day and you were talking about apocalypse doing some badass shit <laughs> <laughs> okay that's a review of kong skull island okay everybody if you agree or disagree with our takes please email us verticalviewing at gmail.com let us know what you think i hope you all love it if you if you hate this thing, you kind of you kind of sh- don't shit go the bed. see don't go see like action blockbusters because you you're not going to like any of them. You kind of suck. You kind of suck if you hate this. This is just yeah. a fun. Oh my god, it, it is what it is. Next, it, uh, you, you probably already know if you're going to like it. or Yes, not. yeah. If you don't like Kong, you're not going to like giant monkeys. Some people don't dig this shit. Yeah, there's so, probably a rom-com you can go watch with your girlfriends. You can watch Bad Moms 2 or something. Yeah, rent something. Mm. Uh, next week, I think we're going to try to review T2 Train Spotting. Might not be in the city. We're not sure what's happening yet. Yeah, it, we might also, we'll might. we do uh, Buckaroo Bonsai. Oh, we've already done it. Yeah, but it, do it again. We can do figure again. something out. Uh, let us know, verticalviewing at gmail.com. If you want us to review something... Please. We have anything in mind. Requests. Mm-hmm. We sometimes take them. Uh, where can I find you guys on the internet? That's the real question. Craig? Um, mostly ignore me on the internet unless you want cat pictures and retweets of leftist politics. <laughs> uh, my Instagram is fun, though. It's more cat pictures, but sometimes art. Okay. Uh, it's nice. Craig, underscore, uh, Craig underscore Spratt underscore art. Nice. Nice one. On Instagram. We'll check that one out. Um, I'm on Twitter at Jared underscore Sergeant. Nice one. I'm on Twitter uh, at Scott Wilson BC with two L's. Uh, you can follow the show at Vertical Viewing. You can check us out on Instagram as well at Vertical Viewing Podcast. It gets lit on there. I'll tell you that. So lit. Sometimes yeah. it's hard to sleep. Awesome. It's too lit. Uh, go to our website. It is verticalviewing.com. Click on that donate button, please. You know, keep it real, kids. The yellow oval. Be part of the gang. You can be one of the viewers. Uh, help us keep the lights on. Purchase some internet pie. Ooh. Click on the PayPal donate button. It's in Canadian funds. So you guys know you won't even like see anything in your pocketbook. Like all it's, you shakes out there. All you... Uh, might as well be shekels. Just a fistful of shekels right there. You Texas oil magnets. Yeah, you know where to dump them. Yeah. We'll launder that for you. It's only 70 cents American. (laughs) Go to patreon.com slash vertical viewing. You can help us keep the lights on there. That's where we'd prefer you to do it because then you can become a hydrogen level subscriber at $1 per month. Helium, lithium. Help us go up that periodic table. 
I yeah. think it's I think it's a solid idea myself. Yeah, you get a cool little like have you ever looked up listeners, have you ever looked up what the like molecular diagram for hydrogen <laughs> looks like? It's really cool. Do you think they're gonna do that? It's like a dot with a ring and another dot. <laughs> Patreon.com slash vertical viewing. Become a one dollar subscriber, whatever you like. Perhaps two. Anything. Even three. Three's the maximum. We don't we don't want you to donate any more than that. Don't overdo don't you it. dare. Don't overdo That's it. how good we are. Uh you can find us on iTunes. That's where you're going to leave us your five favorite stars. five star review and a lemon square review. You can try cutting it. You know what? What what uh, 3D form do you cut your desserts into? <laughs> Geometry guy over here. Holy macaroni! Oh my god! Go to iTunes. Vertical viewing. You can find us there. Also on Google Music, Google Play Music, I suppose, and I also that's, on that's it. Stitcher as well. Uh, Guys, any final thoughts? Like, what do you think? Kong is just really vertical, right? Is that Kong's great? Uh, I can't wait for him to fight Godzilla. We're gonna get Godzilla two before God. I think Kong fights him, or Kong shows up who, in Godzilla who, two. Who are you betting on? And then on? they team up to fight someone else. That's gotta be what it That's, is. That is totally what's gonna happen. Aren't they both on our side? I don't yeah. understand this whole like I Godzilla. They kind of protect us against yeah. other bad monsters that's kind of like they both are good natured but also but, if you mess with them they'll fuck so you perhaps yeah. what we should be hoping for then is that the trend in bad monsters continues in a vertical direction so that we get more sweet monster movies ladies and gentlemen